Bush and Rich here with your daily takeaway uh, podcast and very much living up to the name of this podcast. Richie has a, a takeaway dilemma tonight because you're home alone for a bit because your your other half is out with her friend. Yes. So you get to choose a takeaway for yourself and there's a huge burden of responsibility. It is and it's a solo takeaway so you've got to choose carefully haven't you because like yeah. sometimes you've got to meet a certain uh, uh, like total for then getting the free delivery and all that kind of thing but you're well, only ordering for yourself so do you order stuff that then you can like you know Tupperware up for another time or do you just absolutely pig out it's so tricky if it was me if it was me and I was in your shoes I would go curry no two ways about it get yourself a good old yeah. keema or peshwar naan yeah. and uh, and knock yourself out with a tea, chicken tikka masala but you see I want a pizza really? I do yeah. you can have anything in the world you want a pizza I do yeah what topping are you going for on the pizza? Uh, ham, beef, and garlic butter if they've got any. Wasn't expecting those three. Oh, no, honestly, it's really good. I call it the Richie Supreme. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get on with the show. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. I, I've got to hold my hands up here. If it's if it sounded like over the last couple of days that I've been slightly off my game, I have been because I've got something on my mind. The car's got a prang. Your beloved car. Your my, beloved car. My beloved car that I that I hand wash myself has got a prang. I was uh, told this news uh, via text message. I don't want to cause an international incident. And, uh, and who, who is the pranger, if you don't mind me asking? Well, I, I think I, I think pointing fingers at this time and uh, okay. uh, and labelling the person that uh, <laughs> that was in the driver's seat at the time would cause all sorts of problems. Just process of elimination. Rocco hasn't yet got his driving license. He hasn't yet. No, well, okay. no, no. And the older two haven't passed their driving test either. So, okay. Uh, but anyway, that's anyway. Not, that's not what we're here for. It's not what we're here for. It's not what we're here <laughs> for. But there's still a prang. Oh, man, it's just so hard. Like I, I remember the night that I walked home, I thought, the best thing to do here, don't look at the prank. Don't look at the dent. All right, make out that it's a small thing. To play it down. Play it down. Play just, down the prank. Just go in, have dinner. Yeah. And I did. I, I went in, had dinner. And then about 45 minutes later, there was this conversation of, you've still not lo- looked at the dent, have you? I went, oh, oh yeah, the, the dent. dent. <laughs> just go outside <laughs> and have a look. Oh, there it is. It's really small. I'll go back in. <laughs> it's not really small. They say it's got to go to the body shop. Oh, uh, man. And is, is it like a, what kind of thing? With side of door or Side of driver's up? door. Side okay. of driver's door, yeah. Nice. Multi-storey car park, lower bollard. No, multi-story. I mean, in defence, you know, if you've been to a multi-story car park recently, what are they doing with them? The sizes of spaces. I mean, if you get in there, you can't even get out the car. No, I know. So in defence, <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're traumatic. We need to bring back the sunroofs in cars to be able to like climb, climb out, out the top of them. The, like Jukes of Hazard had it right, didn't they? It's an awful thing having it. You, you, you had a really bad prang. Bad I'm still, dent. I'm still haunted by uh, what I call the Brentwood NCP incident. <laughs> Which is when we used to have a people carrier, you know, a, a Ford, it was like a transit van type thing. <laughs> and uh, I got, we got wedged under the, uh, the, the, the ceiling bit of the entry to the car park. Who was the driver in that? That was me. That was me. Oh, was <laughs> and I kid you not, I, the car stuck, the kids were crying because it made such a horrible noise scratching the roof. What we ended up having to do was uh, let the air out of the tyres and get a passerby to sit in the boot. Very clever. To lower it down and get back out again. Very clever. Never played it down, never lived it down since, and I'm still traumatised by it. Uh, Tom says, my car door, according to a dent removal firm, has been shot at at the moment. Oh, my word, that seems fairly stern. Yeah, it can't actually be that, Tom. Interesting dents to have uh, received there. Can I say that uh, one thing on a positive note that I see more and more at the moment, uh, and, you know, a lot of people talk about society going to the dogs and everyone being horrible uh, to each other, 
other. But this has happened to me a couple of times where someone has bumped the car a little bit or, um, you know, feel, feels like they might have scratched the car and then they have put a note on our windscreen. That's nice. And, and said, look, we had that with like a, a timber company had kind of... There was nothing really there uh, on the wing mirror, but they still left a note saying just that full disclosure, we may have bumped your car earlier on today. And oh, that's a lovely thing to see, isn't it? Tweet here backing that up. Someone's saying in Sainsbury's, some lovely lady left her number after hitting my car. It was only a little scratch. I could tea cut it out, but there are nice people about. Maybe we're going to be okay after all. Uh, another nice one, though. Adele says, my daughter uh, pulled her front bumper off the car in a uh, on a big stone at the supermarket car park. Oh. A man who saw it happen put the bumper back on temporary until she could get to the garage. Heart of gold. That's there's, nice. There's good people still out there. Here's an amazing story. Uh, Making Derbyshire says, listen to this and imagine it in your head. I once crashed into the back of my sister's car. She was in a metro. I was in a Shogun with bull bars on the front. My mum was sat on the rear seat of the metro and her glasses flew off and got onto the windscreen. We were taking my cousin to Chester, who had just flown over from the US. Wow. A lot to unpack, but if that was on the back of a DVD, I'd rent the film. Steve, dense story, what happened? Back in 2002, the fire strike. Okay. So I was in the Royal Marines at the time, and we had to cover the fire strike. The, anyway, the Green Goddesses. I, yes, but however... So I got a minibus to go home with. Just so happened it was my daughter's birthday. Yeah. That, that day, I, I was taking her to Toys R Us. Taking her to Toys R Us to get a new bike. Sorry, uh, an unfortunate moment for your phone to drop out. Yes, yes. Uh, that's exactly what happened. So you know the old, like, uh, the two poles with a bit of chain and a thing underneath that says you can go underneath if you don't touch it. Yeah. So I went underneath that in the minibus, fine. Went to go underneath this flyover and just took the roof off. Oh, I was like that. So you are joking me. So the, the, the roof of the minibus you were driving got peeled off by the top, by like something you drove exactly, under. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely, I was like that. No way. So try to let, let, let the tyres down. To try and reverse out, just stuck, totally stuck. So the wife came and get. <laughs> Luckily, I mean the daughter still got the bag. Oh, well, but, that's good. Uh... <laughs> Every cloud. Uh, exactly, exactly. Um, and the hair firm, yeah, came and dragged me out, took us back to their uh, their depot. Give me a brand new minibus. That's brave of them. <laughs> Have oh, another go. I wasn't charged a thing. Wow. wow. <laughs> well, that puts Richie's uh, scratch into perspective, I feel, a little bit there. <laughs> Thank you very much for that. I'll go home feeling happier. <laughs> Emma's got in touch, says, a few weeks ago I asked my boyfriend to guide me into a parking space that was near a solid concrete block. There was too low to see in the mirrors. He didn't guide me properly and I scraped the passenger's door, the length of the block, leaving a lovely dent in the door. We've not spoken about it since. It's now a taboo subject. There's three of them in that relationship. It certainly is. So taboo, shared it with a national radio station. I like that. Who, who is at fault, though? The guider or the driver? In the guider. Ships? I believe the guider, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've, you've got uh, legal grounds for taking that further. I'm siding with the home time lister. <laughs> uh, Nick, tell us what happened to you. I went to get a pizza, a good value pizza, mm -hmm. and I was manoeuvring in the street because I was trying to avoid a traffic warden. Right. And um, unbeknown to me, the wall I looked at in the mirror, even though I had a reverse camera, 
and also sensors telling me that I was getting closer. Part of the wall would part of the wall had been knocked down at an angle, so the bottom part obviously bashed me bumper. Obviously, yeah. that that's still quite raw emotion. Uh, you know, you said at the beginning it was a good value pizza. Like, you, what was that? Is that like a, just you got a really good deal on a pizza, or is that a brand? No, it's a local uh, Italian um, cafe that that we found, and it, it and the pizzas are very good value. They're excellent value. Oh, so they're not called good value pizzas. <laughs> you just said they're really good well, value. Not anymore. <laughs> yes, I'm about not to say because no. the value of that pizza got rather expensive <laughs> for you. <laughs> Uh, it did, yeah. It cost me my excess and, uh, yeah, a week without the car. So, uh, yeah, it wasn't very good, really. Do you know what? I'm wondering whether this is a message because I was fancying takeaway pizza tonight and I'm wondering oh, whether yeah. with everything that's going on, this is a sign that I'll just have some scrambled egg. Don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Do you ever have one of those moments where something makes you quite emotional but without warning? It kind of catches you off guard a little bit. My, like, my normal response to everything is to take the mickey and make a joke of things, but if freaks me out where occasionally I might become a little bit uh, overcome with emotion mm. out, out of the blue. Uh, the reason I'm talking about this is that uh, you may have seen it. This morning a video w- was posted uh, on Twitter and on YouTube. It was a, uh, an interview between Gary Neville and Deli Alley, who is uh, you know, an Everton footballer. I'm an Everton fan, so it caught my interest. Uh, and the story behind Deli Alley is interesting in that a few years ago he was like one of the brightest young stars in English football. Uh, and then recently, and we don't know why, he just kind of looks lost. It looks like he's lost the love of the game. Certainly since we signed him at Everton, he, he hasn't looked right. Uh, and I just thought, uh, hugely ju- judgmentally, that he just was so rich, he didn't care about football anymore. He's got everything. Why would he want to try? Anyway, in the interview uh, with for Gary Neville's show on Sky called The Overlap, he opened up about uh, his mental health struggles that I wasn't aware of, uh, that he'd been in rehab, his addiction, all because he'd secretly been dealing with uh, you know, this horrendous abuse from his childhood, the poor guy. And God, I just felt so sorry for him. And, and, and he was in tears. Gary Neville was in tears. And I was sat on the couch in tears. Mm. And one of the kids asked me, this morning if I was okay and I feel a bit emotional now even talking about it because uh, I was so quick to judge saying oh well he's got everything he's got all the you know the, the watches Rolls Royce all that kind of stuff doesn't doesn't care about football anymore and there he is secretly trying to deal with this stuff and the only reason he's come out and had to do the interview is uh, those scumbags in tabloid press have said that they were going to put it out there in the papers and they knew what he was doing and I think we've had a, a week of that kind of stuff going on as well so kind of uh, caught me totally by surprise but I thought let's kind of look at this a little bit this hour in in home time in that what thing has made you shed an unexpected tear recently so you know it could be anything sometimes maybe the older you get like sometimes you find like an advert might set you off yes just because it's like a really cuddly dog you (laughs) say oh god the dog's so lovely could be an advert could be a TV show so much that's that's the thing isn't it like you you, you just don't see it coming you're thinking hey what's that in me (laughs) catch you by surprise maybe someone just putting a cup of tea in front of you at work if you've had a bad day mine's a little bit different uh I saw the Delhi interview, by the way, and as a as an Arsenal fan of an ex Spurs player, so much time for him opening up. So totally, no, it's, it's a good thing talking but about it. My 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 example is very very different to that. Um, this week, uh, one more, it's about half past seven, I think. Bluey was on on uh, CBBS, and I'm just making breakfast. Uh-huh. And it was an episode where where Bluey is out camping with her family, and they meet another family, and Bluey make, makes a mate. Yeah, and they go and play all the time, all the time. And then there's one morning when Bluey goes there, 
and the the tent's gone, and like her mate's gone, and oh. they never. But they've planted a seed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For some sort of like tree that's gonna blow up, not blow up, grow up. You know, when a blowing up tree. Yeah. And like Bluey's really upset, and they have to sort of like calm her down and all that. And I was like, Rocco's eating his cornflakes. Like, nothing's going on. I had a little tea. Yeah. I'm like, this is really sad. Maybe it's a morning thing. You're more vulnerable before you've had your I coffee. I think it could, but I hadn't had the coffee by then. The bit for me in Bluey is when um, the, there's that one episode where they're having nightmares and keep getting in and out of the bed, and, and the mum says to her, uh, "I love you even when you, even though you can't see me in the future." And I was like, "Oh, what's up?" Can I just uh, point out that we are both dancing our yep. forces and we're talking about Bluey making us cry? So can we just move on, please? So I will talk about like football and that in a bit as well. <laughs> Andrew says Pulp played something changed. Our first dance 24 years ago, nostalgic for me and Miss. Is K. I don't usually crack like that. I did the other night at the wonderful Cardiff gig. Apparently, uh, Pulp were amazing in Cardiff the other night. Guy says, the cat coming back after four days missing. <laughs> Had him in tears. Aww. God bless him. Uh, I, I, I don't welcome this. After sharing about the episode of Bluey that I cried at earlier this week, someone says, just wait until you see the cricket episode of Bluey. <sighs> I'm not even aware of that one. Y- you know how at the beginning they say, this episode of Bluey is called <laughs> Cricket. I, I, I'm just turning off if that happens. They need a warning like on Sky from the Sturge. I think they do. This episode can be quite distressing for some viewers. Uh, Sarah says, absolutely blubbed at the TV series 1883. The last two episodes had me in bits. Exceptional. Never even heard of it. Right. Uh, we've got Martin on the line right now. Martin, what gave you unexpected tears? Um, it's my daughter's year six leavers assembly yesterday. Yeah. And it was seeing all the photos of when they joined when they were four or five and showing them growing up through the years and how closely they knitted together as a as a year group and come the end of the assembly. I think most of the audience and a good portion of the class were all in tears. So it's a yeah, quite a quite an eventful afternoon. Oh, God bless you. And it's it's so, it goes so quick, doesn't it? Because it only seems like yesterday. I remember, you know, even my eldest daughter, Erin, who's 13, I remember dropping her in for school the first day, all tiny and a little cardigan and all that kind of stuff. And now, can't get five words out of her. She's a teenager on her, <laughs> you know, earphones the whole time. But it goes so quick. It does, yeah. I mean, it's on to, the, on to the next chapter now, which is secondary school and whatever lies beyond. So, yeah, it's... Uh, an eventful few years ahead of us. <laughs> Martin can absolutely understand this, uh, what, what, uh, what you, the emotions you felt. I would like to respectfully and very lovingly point out we are after stories of unexpected tears and I reckon you could have gone there with some Kleenex prepared for that one because <laughs> I, I think the tears were always going to happen at a year six leaving assembly. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Ollie in Shropshire says, when I was at university in the 90s, myself and the lads all tipped up to watch a film called up and Under with Samantha Janus in it. We went to the wrong movie theatre, ended up watching the Titanic, and we all came out crying like little girls. Wow. What about that? Sue says, I rescued uh, an abused cat from the United Arab Emirates. I got a playpen set up for its arrival. It was a long-haul flight and a very stressful week. I decanted him into the playpen for his safety and well-being. He stood and meowed at me, and I let him out. He immediately jumped on my lap and kissed my nose while I sobbed, and we are now inseparable. <laughs> well, it be made into a film. It's a lovely story. Uh, so, so, hanging on. What happened? So, back in May... I went to Murrayfield School and watched Beyonce Live. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so I'm a huge rugby fan. So it was a double whammy for me because I never thought in a million years I would get to go and see Beyonce Live. Yeah. 
And I was at Murrayfield. Oh, wow. So our producer, Nick, went to see uh, his kind of idol, Bruce Springsteen, at Aston Villa's ground. Do you know what I mean? So that was, that. I guess that must be a kind of a meeting of two great big loves of yours in one go, and it's almost totally overwhelming. Correct, yeah. So did you cry when Beyonce came out, or did you cry when you walked out into the bowl of Murrayfield? What truly was it that made you cry? I had actually been to Murrayfield before. Um, did you cry then? I was 10, and it was the first time I went to Murrayfield. So that's how I got into rugby. But I did kind of well up a little bit, climbing up the steps to go into the ground. But it was when she came out on stage and just started singing. Fantastic. I'm, I'm welling up even thinking about that right now. <laughs> and what I didn't realise was, so Beyonce played on the 20th, the week after was Harry Styles, and then the week after that was um, Bruce. Wait, wow. so you've been to all those three gigs in one go? I would have gone to all three if I could afford it, and I couldn't. I've just got my fingers crossed that one day Keane play the Emirates Stadium. It's going to happen, Richie. Oh. Just keep on dreaming. I would love to see Keane, but yeah. I can guarantee it, I'll be crying too. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. It's stressful choosing films. That's why we do the film club. We get together, crowdsource some movie suggestions, uh, with a, responding to a particular need from a particular person. Yes. Sorry, I'm, uh, I, I'd not noticed I, I like it, though. I like it, too. It's good. Right, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. Uh, Anna and the Ramsey family have been in touch. Hello, Bush and Ritchie. Sad times in our house right now. Our gorgeous little King Charles Cavalier Spaniel, Jericho, has left us for the kennel in the sky. God no- bless him. Nothing hurts like the loss of a pet, right? A movie to cheer us up on your film club would be great. Maybe something with a pet in it would be great. Love the show, Anna and the Ramsey family. Uh, first of all, we pass on our condolences for Jericho. We do indeed. Uh, secondly, films with pets in then. Quite a broad yeah. church of different uh, films to choose from. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a dog, uh, even though Jericho was one. Can I show one in? My, one of my favourite movies of all time, I mean, this, they're kind of pets, but is Gremlins. Do you remember Gremlins? It's the love <laughs> That's Gremlins. That's really not what I was expecting. <laughs> and I don't think Anna or the rest of the Ramsey family were... That's a horrendous the, suggestion. They get Gizmo as a little cuddly brown and white furry pet, and then oh, they don't feed him yes. after midnight. Do you remember that? And then... Yeah. Blobs start appearing on his back. Spoiler alert, it was 1984. And then Gremlins appear out of nowhere. Oh, dear. Not what I was expecting you to come up with. Same colour, though, as a King Charles Cavalier Spaniel. Very good. Brown and white. Yes. It all kind of knits together, this, doesn't it? <laughs> this has all gone south since you spotted his shell suit. <laughs> I was going to go, there's something about Mary. Now, tell me the dog bit in that, because I can't remember it. Um, the, <laughs> the, the t- oh, is it because it's quite hard to talk about? When, yeah, the, yeah, the dog ends up in a cast. There's, okay, there's, there's a lot in that film that is quite old now that you really can't talk about. I feel like this hour of the show is going to end with an apology to Anna and her family. Uh, should we do that now? Let's get it straight <laughs> out of the way. A lot of people are coming forward, uh, and I think most people are respectively, uh, respectfully trying to suggest uh, Marley and me. Uh, Gareth tweets, condolences to the family, Marley and me. So, I, Why I, would I, anyone I, want to watch that film? I've read the book, I've never watched the film. I, I read the book before the film was made. Uh, and I cried so much at that book 
I'm, I'm never going to watch that film. I just find it weird when, like, you know, there are certain films that you know you're going to cry at. Yeah. I just stay away. I mean, this yeah. probably goes back to what we were talking about earlier on, about uh, emotionally keeping your distance from things. Never going to watch Bluey again. Uh, Liz says, as good as it gets with Jack Nicholson, which is a fantastic oh. comedy. Uh, I think he... There's a dog in there somewhere. I can't remember too much about it, but I do remember it being very funny. Beethoven has been uh, suggested here. Do you remember Beethoven? I remember the dog, but I can't remember anything to do with the plot. I've looked up the plot. One line for you. Slobbering some burn becomes the centre of attention for a loving family but must contend with a dog-napping veterinarian and his henchman. What a film. That sounds like at least eight or nine internet movie database. 5.7, I'm afraid. Oh, dear, that's disappointing. Do St Bernard's the ones that have got a little barrel under their chin? Stereotypically, yes. If you've got a St Bernard's, genuine question, do you put stuff under its chin that you can carry around? It doesn't have to be tobacco or, or, no. or port. It could be uh, your keys. Or dog biscuits. Dog biscuits, something like that. Do let us know. Uh, Joyce and Andrew say, hi guys from sunny Spain. Suggestion for a pet film. Street cat named Bob. Uh, grim bits, but also funny and very uplifting. I'll be honest with you, this is one of those films I've been past the poster of, and I thought to myself, that looks terrible. Clever's <laughs> <laughs> uh, hanging on. What's your suggestion? Turner and Hooch. Turner and Hooch, a Tom Hanks movie. Yeah, he rescues a, a, a criminal dog. A criminal oh, dog? Actually, a dog from a criminal. Okay. And um, he, he's a, a police investigator in this small town. And um, he rescues the dog and kind of rescues, arrests the dog and keeps the dog. And the dog's basically destroy his, his house, his car. And it's good fun. It's good comedy. I think it's from late, early 90s, if I'm not mistaken. OK. I, just, I feel like Turner and Hooch has had quite a profound effect on you. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. It was really funny because I'm a big fan of um, Tom Hanks. So, yeah, I think uh, it was a good film. Anyway, I just thought it's a good suggestion. It's a great 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 suggestion. suggestion. I'd like to think that uh, a good half of our audience didn't need Turner and Hooch explaining, but you have to remember there are others who will never have seen it. Uh, Yeah, our producer Nick is is a young man. He will probably not know what Turner and Hooch is. No, he knows a Fred Perry shell suit, but not Turner (laughs) and Hooch. (laughs) Stu in Teesside has got a great suggestion, he says, for a uh, pet film. How about Who? Look Who's Talking Now, the third film in the Look... (laughs) Who's oh, talking no, series come on. where the pets have a voice? That should cheer the family up. <laughs> That's nah. escaped me. I've seen one and two. I didn't know there was a third. I didn't know there was a third, and I didn't know there's talking pets in it. Uh, Jason, what's your suggestion? Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Whoa, a bit of uh, uh, friend of the show Jim Carrey action yes. there. Yes. Which one, Jason? The second one or the first one? The, the first one. The second one, if I'm honest, is a bit rubbish. <laughs> Oh, I, I still laugh. I, I still laugh. But the first one was great. Dan Marino, you like your American football. He was in the first Miami one. Miami Dolphins legend. Yeah. It's a good yeah, film. Miami Dolphins, yeah. Can you remember anything about the plot about it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. His line, a little bit like the plot, slightly incoherent. <laughs> oh, come on. Dolphin got nicked. Miami Dolphins. Is that what happened? Dan Marino held hostage. Uh, Jim Carrey comes to the rescue. It's amazing how you remember such precise details about such terrible films. It's one of the greatest films of all time. It is one of the best films ever made. It would be remiss of us not to pick a, a, a pet-based film for the Ramsey family before we disappear off the airwaves tonight. It'd be awful to leave them hanging, considering the situations that the, the, the poor family are in. First Jericho, now this. Uh, Danny and many, many, many other people have, have gone with a bit of a curveball, and it's what we're going to announce tonight, because I've forgotten that I'd seen this. Have you seen A Dog's Purpose? Do I look like someone who might have seen A Dog's Purpose? As Danny says, nice family pooch film to cheer them all up. It's rated 
rated well. 7 out of 10 on IMDb, which is high. Dennis Quaid. Uh, so you've got quite some uh, sort of tier of actor in there. Uh, this is very last minute for us. We were going to announce Turner and Hooch, but somebody in the past few minutes has just texted to say the dog dies at the end, and we don't want to put any more misery on that family. Uh, so, yeah, thank you for pointing that one out, Tracy. You've uh, saved an awkward situation. This is The Daily Takeaway. Daily Takeaway. That's it for your daily takeaway. The other part I should have said about the takeaway is because I'm ordering it for myself, uh-huh. um, and it'll be sort of like ships in the night when I part when I get home. I'll get in, she'll go out. Uh-huh. Um, I've got the brinksmanship of ordering on the train on the way home. Oh, but don't get involved in that. <laughs> well, why that's, not? That's asking for trouble. That is. Imagine, imagine how awful that would be if there's a train delay and you you know that your pizza's going cold on the doorstep. Oh, that's a very, very, very good point. Um, do you know what I mean? Oh, man. Just uh, get in there, get ready, get all the condiments out, and then order the, I hate to even say it, the Richie Supreme. 